Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. If we have the faith of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible to us. Today's Divine Mercy Sunday, the Sunday after Easter, where we rejoice in the passion of Christ that sheds blood and water. And it is through the mystery of that blood and water that we are saved, not by water alone, as we read in the scriptures for today, as it was before in the waters of baptism, but in the sacrificial love that implies the blood of Christ, which is the covenant of our salvation. And we cover ourselves in the blood of Christ every day as our armor of God from head to toe. And we cover every single person and everything that matters to us in the precious blood of our Lord, who sacrificed himself so that he could deliver this great victory of salvation and resurrection. The first reading for today is a continuation of the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 4 and is very short with one common theme that all the people that had gathered to follow Christ and gathered around the apostles had everything in common and because of that there was no needy person. All of them had things distributed to each according to need. This kind of merciful extension of brother to brother, brother to sister, sister to sister, this extension that allows the distribution of graces from Christ is at the core of mercy, that we extend to one another according to everybody's needs, because isn't that how God attends to us? We see that that is how Jesus attends to Thomas, who wasn't present with the other 11 apostles when Jesus arrives in their midst, passing through walls and doors, and tells them, peace be with you. Jesus wants them to receive the Holy Spirit and to remember that whose sins are forgiven, they, they are forgiven if we bring ourselves to a place of recognition for what we've done and we confess our sins he's telling the apostles whose sins you forgive are forgiven and whose sins you retain are retained this is the beginning of the sacrament of confession for us and sacrament means something that is going to put us in touch with god's grace it is a door to god's grace baptism is a door to god's grace a contact a point of contact between the world of things that are simply material to the things that are divine. And confirmation is a sacrament, is a moment where we create a touching point for the Holy Spirit to our lives. And communion is a sacrament. We touch the body and the blood of Christ in that sacrament. And in this case, the sacrament of confession The divine mercy practice is one that requires or invites us more than anything else 
to enter into the sacrament of confession. So hopefully you're going to celebrate this day, the mercy of Christ, and you'll find a way to look within your heart at any place where you have something that needs to be released and that you need to be freed from so that in confessing it, we allow more of God's grace to flow freely through our lives. I was saying that Jesus meets Thomas where he is. He meets him in his mercy at a place of disbelief. And I love the passage because all of us may have encountered a place like that in our lives. I know for me, it was at college after my parents got a divorce and I lost my faith. I thought maybe just as my parents said lots of things that I thought were true, what if the divorce is just an indication of other things that may not be true? And I tested faith and I learned things from the Sufis and from the Buddhists and from the Taoists. And it took me a process of almost a decade of wondering and pondering and because Jesus was my friend is my friend but it, during that time I would come to the back of the church and sit there and ponder with him and say look this is what the Sufis are saying in my mind's eye I would bring those ideas and in my mind and in my heart I would I would uh, invite Jesus to help me rest in him. I would invite Jesus to rest in me, in my heart, to guide me, to show me the way. But it took me a decade during my 20s mostly to, to come back to a, a full understanding and say, yes, my parents' faith, what they planted in my heart is the faith that is the truth and I choose it. I was then with Thomas. I was in that place of saying, show me, the, show me the way. And what an intimate way does our Lord provide for Thomas. He says, put your finger in the wound. If you've had a wound, the last thing you want is anybody touching it. Of course, this is the glorified body of our Lord. But the idea that he's inviting somebody to put the hand inside of the wound shows to what degree our Lord will go to help us in our unbelief. The kind of merciful heart, full of love and full of wounds that will show us the way back to the Father. Jesus tells us, do not be unbelieving, but believe. And Thomas says that beautiful, my Lord and my God, that we're invited to say every time that our Lord is um, consecrated, the bread is consecrated and our Lord becomes present. We say at that moment, my Lord and my God. It is that belief that gives us life and that is how John ends the reading for today, telling us that many signs and miracles and wonders happen that are not written, but those that he writes are written so that we might believe, and that in this belief we can have eternal life. We've been reading from Psalm 118, this resurrection psalm, giving thanks to God for his good and his love is everlasting, and reading favorite sentences like, My strength and my courage is the Lord, and this stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. 
we are seeing the echoes of the resurrection in this wonderful feast day where we rejoice that we have been saved by God's merciful hand. In the first letter of John, so we not just have the gospel from John, but also a first letter reading from chapter 5, we find that the love of God is this. What does it mean to love him? Is to keep his commandments. And in these commandments, to find our freedom, that they're not burdensome, but that in them we conquer the world because we follow a different standard. We follow a different set of rules. And this victory of conquest is our faith. And it is this faith that saves us. So brothers and sisters, let us go to the throne on these most beautiful of days and say, accept, O Lord, we pray these invitations from our heart, Father, that you come and dwell amongst us. We are renewed by the word and by the spirit, Father. We ask for forgiveness of our sins. We ask for mercy. We repent from the things we've done from our proudful hearts, from the walls that we build to keep ourselves behind instead of extending ourselves to our neighbors, to those around us. We pray a special prayer today, Father, for anybody that would be our enemy, anybody that has harmed us, anybody that is separated from us, anybody that we actually don't even want to think about or talk about. We want to pray for them specifically because you've said to us, Father, pray for your enemies. And we want to obey. We want to follow your commands that are not burdensome, but give us freedom. Thank you, Jesus. I trust in you. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. I follow you. Give me the strength. It is in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.